you ever want to be like in front of an audience, like other than like squirrels, dogs, and dead peasants? Oh shit! From time to time, I've been giving it a. We are live, JW Megawake Show. I am your host, the Candyman. And tonight, you're in for a special edition. Please welcome to the show, Pizza Dumpster. This is May Kuzak and Chris Mendoza. Welcome to the show. <laughs> yeah, how was the how was the drive over here? It's pretty smooth, I'd have to say. Gosh, yeah. Yeah. So did you guys drive here? Yeah, we drove. Oh, wow. You guys are definitely doing something right if you have a car in San Francisco. Wow. Or maybe not. Maybe you have $5,000 worth of parking tickets. Uh, I actually just started doing community service for this. <laughs> I know, like, for real. Oh, my gosh. So, that's how you do it, man. Oh, my goodness. I think that the microphone works for, so I'm going to yeah. figure yeah. out why. Um, yeah, so, I mean... What's really funny, you know, being the candy man and being downtown, I remember running into a, um, a meter maid and had some candies, and he got all excited, and he let me off my ticket. That was that was pretty nice. You just had to give him candy? Yeah. <laughs> There's a little bit of a candy mix-up here, yeah. So, um, yeah, so I know, uh, I gosh, at the pizza dumpster, I think I met you guys at Bizarre Cafe. That sounds right. Yeah. I don't go anywhere else. Yeah, I feel like, I feel like we're all, I feel like I'm really a part of the Bizarre crowd. I don't know, it feels like I, I that's... I would say so. You've sat at the cool kids table. I've been there. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And if you haven't been, 21st in California, baby. 21st in California, that's where the, gosh, that's a special open mic. There's something about that. And I really like, you know, originals. And I feel like what's funny, too, because a lot of these open mics, you're able to do covers. And so if you're up there and you're playing, I feel like I, out of, you know, just instinct, I'll say, you'll say that this is an original. Well, you don't need to say that. They're all originals. They have <laughs> no to No covers be. allowed. True. Otherwise, Les comes back from the dead to smite you. Yeah. So how did Pizza Dumpster, how did you guys, how did you guys form Pizza Dumpster? How did it happen? It's just like the name. I mean, it's just, it's so fascinating. Well, I uh, needed, I always have been bumping around looking for people to play with. Um, and I, I knew Chris played guitar and we played a couple of open mics together. And then our, our friend mentioned something about being a pizza dumpster. And I never like to settle on a name for anything, <laughs> but I was like, yeah, that sounds right. That's a great one. It's yeah. true. Who doesn't like pizza? I don't know. And then it's like, I know, like a human could actually be a human pizza dumpster. You're just like. No, I think it speaks to something deep inside all of us, really. It's deep inside somewhere. It's like, it's in there. Universal themes of love, loss, and pizza. That's what pizza dumpster is all about. Gosh, you know, so I remember, um, gosh, it was a, an Instagram story, which is so funny because all those, you know, listeners out there, everyone and this Instagram phenomenon that's going on, um, is I saw that show that you guys had done at the stud with 
I mean, it just looks so fun. I was just like, <laughs> I don't know. I feel like Studs just such a you know a staple in San Francisco. And um, <clears throat> yeah, so how was how was the? I mean, I was bummed that I was unable to actually physically be there. But how was that experience at the Stud? Well, I mean, on that first, I'd like to give a shout out to Bruna who uh, booked us for that. Bruna's a regular and also just like total awesome witch lady that lives in the Richmond. Yeah. Uh, I don't know, mate. Like, what was your experience like? I kind of felt like I blacked out, but (laughs) it, but it was really fun and the energy in the room was great. And then, um, the performance after was, I, I didn't even realize that's what we were opening for. And it just really like, yeah, it really worked out. Unlike other blackouts, like we woke up and they were like $3 on the stage. Yeah. And no regrets. Yeah, people threw money at me. It was great. I was like, shit, all right. Gosh, San Francisco is just like drag. We need more drag. No, there's never yeah. enough. There's never enough. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. I. Uh, yeah, so it's funny because I had someone from the Stud Collective on the show uh, maybe a month back. And it's just, a, you know, it was a... Wait, there's a Stud Collective? Yeah. Can you imagine what goes on in there? Oh, man. All right. Lots of fun, exciting things. So, supposedly, you know, at one point they were talking about shutting it down, closing it down, and there was a collective of people that were like, we have to keep this alive. This is a piece of San Francisco. Mm-hmm. So, there's like this really cool, like, history behind it. And um, I just, I couldn't get over that golden curtain in the background when you guys were playing in that story i felt like i couldn't get over the sound guy just behind that curtain like uh we watched a video uh playback of it and like he was bopping his head which i feel like is very validating honorable groovy radical i can imagine just making eye contact with the uh technician you know when you're in mid-set you're like do you do you accept this (laughs) <laughs> you could tell you could tell you that little uh affirmation there <laughs> it's just like a little little gesture you know but, uh, yeah oh, so do you, yeah. you guys have any upcoming shows <laughs> <laughs> uh actually yeah we got a couple of them um, i know that you guys are doing so much and i even seen uh um you guys you're playing at a yoga you're playing at an actual yoga place? Oh, Is yeah, that that, that's a whole ass other thing. But, I mean, like, in terms of shows that are coming up, man, we got the February 1st over in Bernal at Lucky Horseshoe uh, playing with Lonely Dingoes, Mr. Andrew, and the one and only JW. <laughs> the Candyman. Yeah, I'm going to be. I'm gonna open up for you guys. Oh, my gosh. You guys February are... 1st. Yeah. February 1st. That's a Saturday. That's the Saturday before the Super Bowl. February 1st. Yeah. Gosh, Super Bowl. What's going to happen this weekend? I don't know if you guys are big sports people, but yeah, I'm not either. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> no comment, <laughs> you no comment. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it's just living, living the life, you know, living the San Francisco life living in, you guys said you're out in the Richmond district. I am. I'm on 21st in California. Oh, wow. That yeah. all makes sense. Yeah. yeah. I spend about 70% of my time in the Richmond. Um, but yeah, I actually live close to the mission myself. So. Oh, nice. So this, so this is pretty convenient for you here. Oh, yeah. And also, it's just like a cute neighborhood, man. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's part of it anyway. Mm. Wow. Well, would you guys like to play a song? Yeah. Yeah, we'd love <laughs> Why to. Why not? 
Uh, this first song is called I Get Mad at God. Pizza Dumpster Live, MediaRadio.fm. <laughs> I get mad at God Mostly on Mostly on the nights when I Miss you, babe So I walk home I walk home with the devil To find Maybe just a little change I get mad at God Mostly on Mostly on the nights when I When I miss you, babe But I won't ask you Cause I know it gets hard to Wow. That was awesome. <laughs> that was really cool. You guys have a really unique sound and it's really original and gosh. Yeah. So when you wrote that song, did do you feel like did you did you just come to you? <laughs> Most of our songs, um I actually for a really, really long time I just improved everything that i did was just like vomit from my head and um chris is actually the first person that i met that can keep up with that vomit and turn it into something that we can do repetitively um and so that song was just some thoughts i was having and then we were able to uh keep it alive uh yeah, yeah. it's the power of pop sensibility yeah it must have been a fun one to to write and all them together I, improv is really fun too because it's just like i don't know at least for me i feel like that kind of my my artistic style is like that i kind of make things up and it's kind of different every time and no you know, rules baby yeah that's right life is an artist here yeah. mutiny that's radio but, um, <laughs> san francisco yeah no today i think we're gonna be doing some jams so those are just we're just gonna come up with stuff on the spot which is like when we perform we usually do that anyway for a couple of them um that's really fun yeah i think now we have like a good like 10 songs like on lock and down but then like the rest of our sets are usually just like 
Woo! <laughs> That's really fun. Yeah. It's really fun. You just never know what you're going to get. You know, I'm sure there's a lot of artists that have done that before in the past, too. Gosh, like in the 50s and the 60s. So, you know, I forget who it was. It must have been Hendrix or somebody. He's like, I, I just get tired of playing the same songs all the time. I, he would make it different, a little bit different every oh, time. Oh, dude. Yeah, this is actually like the cure for my life. Like after like 10, not 10, probably like closer to like five or six years of just playing the same shit at wine bars. I mean, like, much love to the wine bars, like, for real. They've been, like, my bread and butter for a while. But, like, going up and not actually knowing what you're going to do and then just, like, playing something and, and, like, running with it is super. That's really fun. And I feel so lucky to have found you to do that with because it's, it's really hard to just, especially as a vocalist, to just, like, find a guitar player and be like play something dark i don't know and then just like run with that um and i don't know we just i think because we're on the same page a lot of the time so it's easy to play off of each other and it's it's really fun well nobody said it was easy man (laughs) like a lot of the time i'm just going off of just like like you're talking about some dark thoughts you were having and then like some hand signals and i'm not sure what they mean (laughs) but i mean love that love you dude cool that's really fun i know it's just like some music you know just playing some music and having someone like say something in the in the back of it it all comes together organically and it's just this really organic art creation and i mean and it's happening right it just happened right in front of me i don't know oh yeah dude i don't yeah. know yeah I those think, are those are great experiences that i feel like we can all speak to at some point so I feel like it's harder to find, though, um, especially now. I mean, there's all these different art communities orbiting around the Bay Area and the world in general. But to find an artist that could just make it up on the spot, like, I feel like that's that's a rare trait, you know, to, to find. Uh, well, yeah. I feel like everybody's kind of getting through their day, like, in their own way and figuring it out. And a lot of those little tenants that, like, get somebody through their day get other people through the day so you just kind of have to like gym jam where you can gym jam and i think that that's what's really fun about meeting new people all the time it's like music art therapy yes yeah. therapy is what i would call it yeah oh yeah. <laughs> and that's great because like i can't actually afford therapy so <laughs> this, is, this is what you give me to work with well, honey, I've seen worse. <laughs> it's fun finding people that want to listen to your therapy sessions, though. Yeah. Alanis Moore said I felt was, was like that. You know, maybe not. I don't know. I don't, I've never met her, but <laughs> the, the stuff that, you know, her lyrics and that kind of thing. I feel like a lot of times, too, with music, people feel it first. They feel it. And then they, they figure out what you're saying later on. I feel like, you know, at least for me and in, in my experience, it's like, they got to hear, maybe, I feel like what you're saying in your vocals are, are a lot easier to understand. Um, <clears throat> but for me, I feel like, you know, since, I don't know, it's like gibberish when I'm saying, <laughs> <laughs> like you have to listen to it 20 times to like get it, you know, but. I think I did, <laughs> nice. Um, I did a lot of theater growing up, so I think I definitely like take from that too. Just like the like the strict storytelling aspect of it, I don't Tom know. Tom Twisters. Yeah. <laughs> it was the early evening hours. 
of January 7th. I don't know. Just like kind of making it up. It's hilarious. Tip of the tongue, the teeth, the lips. The tip of the tongue, the teeth, the lips. The tip of the tongue, the teeth, the lips. I, I'm not even going to attempt to try. That. <laughs> wow. No, no way. I'm going to fail epically. But the, um, not even, man. There was this vocalist I knew. I was in a band. And uh, the way that he practiced his vocals was he would um, do the Prince of Bel-Air theme song sick yeah and i was like how do you even do that i don't know but um everyone kind of has their own little way yeah oh hell yeah hell yeah hell yeah oh yeah so what do you think about taking some calls huh yeah are there, are there yeah. calls on the line yeah are they gonna like try to crack an egg because potentially yeah but if anyone's listening out there yeah Oh, there's right. plenty of people listening out there. We got 33,000 downloads on this show last week or last month. Fuck. Oh, who are they, where like, are they listening to it? I mean, like, are they in. Is that like one block of the mission? Yeah, maybe it's just a square block. 33,000 people <laughs> are so crazy. overpopulated. <laughs> yeah, we are taking calls. 805 869 8210. Goes 805 869 8210. Here with Pizza Dumpster. Come and ask him a question, huh? 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 The life of a pizza dumpster. Well, we're all really living in it. I mean, we were just talking about that earlier, so. Ain't nothing special about that. Yeah. Gosh, I, it, it's completely special. I was just at Milk Bar uh, last night at a rock show and scarfed down some pizza over there. Escape from New York? Yes, that's what it was. I'm glad you remembered because I couldn't remember. Yeah, no, it was it was good and it was extremely convenient. It's a good place. Yeah, it was cool. You know what was interesting is I I walked in. I I thought the music and the the band I was going to see was going to go on earlier, uh, so I got there at eight thirty. Oh no! And so I got there at eight thirty, and then they had it set up for like a comedy show, which was surprisingly, uh, I mean, it was it was definitely above average. I was. I was imp- I was impressed. I mean, like I I know you probably most like you you guys have been to Milk Bar, obviously. Yes. Yeah. So it's like I've always been there for like rock shows or just you know music shows in general. So to walk into this venue and have it set up for, I know I'm talking with my hands and no one can see, but, <laughs> but having it set up for um for comedy and having all the chairs set up was it was a different feel. It was it was interesting. It was, um, I feel like maybe the whole comedy thing and, and, uh, I feel like there's with comedy, there's improv too. Oh yeah. I feel like without a guitar and you know, at least for me, like, yeah, you just got to come up with shit to tell people. And then, I mean, you were just talking about like the arrangement of the room, but I feel like we here at pizza dumpster can really speak to the experience. Um, or just like the, really the reality altering uh, properties of rearranging rooms. I love rearranging furniture. I dream about it. Yeah, it's like no matter what you're feeling, just like it's just always right to just like move your bed to a different corner. I know that feeling. Did you when you were a kid? When you guys when you were kids, did you like want to move your room around? All oh, the time? I would move my room around all the time. I literally would have dreams about moving my furniture in my room. To this day, I still do it then, all the time. Then you wake up to the nightmare of not having actually done that. Energy shifts. My my mom, if I mean, uh, she, I don't know if she's listening right now. I just like, I definitely was one of those kids that moved my stuff around. I couldn't ever, nothing was ever right. I had to move everything around. 
and I felt the same way too. And I, my first place I had gotten in San Francisco was like this little studio. It was like a little 400 square foot studio in the Tenderloin. Whoa. Well, it was Geary. It was Geary Street. It's an identity. It was more tender knob. But it was the same thing. It was just like I wanted it to be a house where I could live. Yeah. <laughs> but it was just like no matter where I put it, it was like it's a, it's a 400 square foot space, you know. And so to have it set up more like a hotel room was probably the most e- efficient way to do it. But I just couldn't be happy. With it, so. I know. Yeah. No, you got to make use of that vertical real estate for sure. Yeah, and I'm glad that you know you mentioned I, I'd, I'd read something. Who knows? Like, because there's all these opinions out there, people saying stuff, and I read somewhere maybe online that people that that move their stuff all around all around all the time have are like a little a little loopy. crazy. <laughs> yeah, no. So I felt like I was all alone. Yeah, they so got I'm those glad. anti-capitalist sentiments. Yeah, so all those people out there moving their furniture around, you're not alone. We're here for you. Oh my God! You know what is I. <sighs> I actually, because I'm a logical thinker, and I feel like, at least in my head, when I was rearranging my my room or my, my, my living space, that it was a logical thing that I was doing, and that I had to do this, because it made logical sense. <laughs> and so my, my brother and my um, sister-in-law were coming to visit me quite a bit, and so I had like a this um, blow-up queen mattress that... Um, that two of them, you know, it wasn't very comfortable. And so what I did is, um, I thought it would make logical sense to get a bunk bed (laughs) and put it in my living room. So many more space for activities. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Well, I mean, it made logical. I mean, because I wanted to be people, if people were coming over and crashing my place, I wanted to be comfortable. And so I did that. And, um, then I was the guy that had a bunk bed in my living room, which was kind of creepy. <laughs> was just like, I think it was pretty off-putting for some people. I'd be like, okay, what are you doing here? Is this some sort of like a, a co-op or, you know, I don't know. But at the time it's like, this makes sense. I could comfortably like host people. My, my brother and my sister-in-law moved to Maine. So I'm like, when am I going to have this bunk bed in my living room? Like for just basically like three days out of the year. <laughs> Just like the big, yeah. But anyways, that's my whole. That's a real thing. I'm when you said the moving around of the arrangement of furniture in your room, I could relate to that in such a level that you have no idea. But um, yeah. Gosh. Oh yeah. Yeah. Comedic. <laughs> yeah. So, what are you guys in the mood for? You guys want to play another song? Yeah. You guys want to prank call someone? Oh, never, can, can, we, never, can we call people? Yeah. Do you guys want to prank call someone? I don't know. We've never done it. I've never done it before. I but mean, if you have someone's number, um, we could prank call them. And we could, I don't know. What would we, what would we say? We'd be like, hey, you know. Um, I mean, do you have any ideas, man? <laughs> I think I'll, I'll, I'll think about it. Yeah. I'll, I'll think about the prank call yeah. uh, script. But we could play another song. Yeah. I yeah. totally think about it in the interim, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We got Pizza Dumpster live, muniradio.fm. And this song's called Cavity. I'm a cavity and guilt grows from my body uh, uh. But 
But when you get home, babe, I'll bite your fingernails Clear the air, rebuild the house you left, you left But you're a distraction, a temporary reaction To the reflexes that I abandoned And I'm a cavity, a guilt grows from my, guilt grows from my body When you get home, babe, I'll bite your fingernails Clear the air, rebuild the house you left, you left And he's a distraction, a temporary reaction To the reflexes that I abandon Oh, and when you get home, babe, I'll bite your fingernails Clear the air, rebuild the house you left, you left, you left I'm a cavity and guilt grows from my body And when you get home, babe When you get home, babe I'll bite you, I'll bite you, bite your fingernails He's a distraction, a temporary reaction to the reflexes that I abandon. And I'm a cavity, guilt grows from my, guilt grows from my body. Wow, that was awesome. And the, the, the percussion with your face was amazing. <laughs> face percussion is that what it is i didn't know what to call it beatboxing beatboxing yeah i mean that's definitely what it is that's so badass so much crossover i feel like you know yeah yeah gosh well yeah so <laughs> <laughs> i uh that's a have i heard that song before it's very new yeah wow as a kitchen creation as of recently cavity my gosh no i'm just kind of like because the the lyrics and i know they're kind of just stuck in my head right now and because you know i'm a writer too i want to figure out i want to like read it like (laughs) i don't know like you said i i feel like when it's improv improvised and you're making it up you're not really thinking about it but then when it writes itself and then you write this song and then you write it down you're like holy shit this is like a poem or something yeah you know? I, did, I did end up writing it down after after i did it um but yeah like i'm a cavity guilt grows from my body guilty i feel guilty a lot for different things like we all do at some point and then you know and she went to the dentist i did go to the dentist oh, so wow. it's playing around with like you know the idea of tooth rot tooth decay um all that, all that jazz. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of jazz, though, um, what's it called? With the improv, what's really fun about uh, the delivery of it is I feel like I've noticed May kind of work in like a um, how a lot of freestyle rappers do it, where you just kind of like write like passively most of the time, and then you're just kind of muttering to yourself what you've written. So it's almost as if like you're kind of greasing it up to 
uh, you know, go in the oven when you're jamming. And then you have, you know, some bars. And then you just don't know where they're going to pop up, though. Oh, and one that we one that we did like that, um, we could actually play it. It's called Backseat, um, if you want to hear it. Yeah, no, if you yeah. guys just want to go right into it, if you want to. Yeah. Yeah, no, I could relate. I mean, what you're saying, like, when you're doing, when it's improvised and you're you're making it up as you're, as it's, it's writing itself almost that uh, when you're saying those lyrics or if you're, like you said, in your case, rapping or you're making a, a spoken poetry or whatever you're doing over the music, when you say that and when you do, when you're improvising, you say it at the precise moment when you're playing this chord at this time and then how it just works that way. Yeah, roll that D20, baby. It's so fun. I feel like, yeah, um, for me, that's so fun. Yeah, no, this next one's one that I wrote um, in my friend's car when I was home and, um, it didn't work just direct from a song. So then when we were playing around with it, I kind of switched some things up, but yeah, that's where it came from. This is fun. Here we go. Backseat, Mutiny Radio, San Francisco. Grasping at straws, and I won't wear my seatbelt in the back of your car. How's your brother? She asked from the front seat. Freeway windows down, and all I see, all I see is you. Grasping, at straws. Grasping, grasping at straws. And I won't wear my seatbelt in the back of your car. I heard her sober, now she asked from the front seat. Freeway windows down and all I see, all I see is you Grasping at straws Grasping at straws I won't wear my seatbelt in the back of your car Back of your, back of your How's your brother? She eyes from the front seat. Freeway windows down, and all I see, all I see, all I see is all I see is you, 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 you. We're grasping at straws. Grasping at straws. And I won't wear my seatbelt in the back of your car. And I won't I won't wear it. Wow. There's something, I mean, those lyrics, and I feel like it's really great, you know, cool for listeners to hear, like, the songwriting process or the, the artistic, creative process of making this song. And I don't know, I mean, like, the whole seatbelt thing and not wearing your seatbelt 
I mean, I'd be curious to get other people's opinion, what that means to them. Um, I, I feel like it's like you're kind of breaking the law. (laughs) Yeah, I I tend to not wear my seatbelt in the back of people's cars. Yeah, but it's like if you trust the person that's driving. Oh man, that's deep. Yeah, I don't know. What's cool though is like because of the way that it was in, you know, the way that you guys wrote it and it almost kind of wrote itself. And then, um, yeah, I'd be curious, you know, what meaning, because not wearing your seatbelt, it means it means something to someone out there, you know? (laughs) 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 Oh my gosh. I knew somebody that was, uh, I I was in a band with a a friend. His name is um, Cody. And he's out there. He's going to law school. We were in a thrash rock band called Ten Sack about six years ago. Sick. And now he's going to law school. Just can imagine. Wow. Really breaking down unconscious bias. But um he uh he would always get on me about wearing my seatbelt. Like right when I sat in the car, I was like, Okay, I was gonna put on my seatbelt, but because you're telling me to put on my seatbelt, it makes me not want to. You know? Damn. But yeah, I on the other hand, I was gonna say like from a driver's point of view, it's just like Sure, you trust me. Like I trust me too, but you know, shit happens, man. Yeah, I mean, wear your seatbelt. Don't don't not wear your seatbelt. I'm a hypocrite, but yeah. I also smoke in no smoking sections, so it's really yeah, just also like don't wear, don't wear your helmet if you're like fucking boarding, dude. That's kind of lame. Yeah, but um, yeah, no, I was in my friend's car, and my friend who was sitting in the front seat was hella drunk and asking our other friend like, "How's your brother doing? I hear you're sober now. What's that like?" Like, it was just so it was just basically like direct translation from me just like being in the back of this dude's car, um, when I was home over break, but. Oh yeah. gosh. Where are you from? Um, I'm from Southern California. Um, oh. originally from New York, but we moved there for high school. Um, so it's kind of like I it's like I never want to say Southern California because I don't identify so much with it, but that is where I came from here. <laughs> oh my gosh. It was so funny. So when you were talking about someone drunk in the front seat talking to you in the back seat, that reminded me of a drunken Uber ride that I had taken well I wasn't as drunk as the other people in the car but you got these people like that are drunk and they're talking and they're just like I just want to go home yeah and like yeah but uh fucking uber bull man yeah <clears throat> yeah I mean what 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 is that you know does it, is an uber driver is it an uber driver's like like I don't know what the right word is is that they're they're they have to make sure that their passengers are belted in I don't think so but, um, no, I feel like oftentimes if it's like a bull, like people will just be doing their own thing. It's like they're in a whole ass other compartment. Um, yeah. So not too much micromanagement back there. Yeah. You know what is I, I think I wonder if it was similar back in the, the you know, the nineteen early 1900s when they had wagons and horses. If they would just go around <laughs> and pick people up. And they'd get in the back, and you'd just be in the back of this like wagon, like going somewhere. I um, I, I work with elderly people. Um, I'm a caretaker, and there's this one woman I work with who's 102, 
And so she was born in San Francisco in 1918 um, during the influenza. And so she was telling me once that one of her earliest memories were of like the wagons coming by and people shouting, bring out your dead. Like some Monty Python shit. Like oh my it was just kind of crazy to like talk to someone who lived through that. But like, I don't know how my brain went to that thought. But yeah. 102. Yeah, she's 102. Gosh, I want to. Yeah. Can you? I don't know. That's that's a pretty amazing place. I mean, I know you're a true artist. I mean, like to be surrounded by that and people that have been here for for that long. Nineteen eighteen. I got a ninety one ninety one year old grandma out there. Oh wow. Hey grandma. Hi What's grandma. Up? <laughs> Somehow became the candy man. I don't know how that happened. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. So I. Uh, <laughs> it's um. Wow. That person that you just talked about, that lady, yeah, to, that's incredible. Yeah, it's. And I, now this is all being streamed out in the the universe now. Yeah, it's crazy. She, um, I, because I work with children, like very young children, and then also like very very old people. I have a book club at a nursing home, and just like I think the stories that I get from them is such a good thing for my like general perspective in life, and also just how like life is so fragile and we all get old and then we're all really young all at one point in our lives obviously um but uh yeah i was looking at pictures that she had from like the 30s and like looking at it it's like such a disassociation where it's like i don't think that that's so long ago but it's like no this picture was taken in 1935 so it's just like the time i don't know it just trips me out when i'm sitting with her sometimes um yeah it's like a time capsule. It is. Wow. No, I just, uh, I see that too, you know, because especially it's really awesome to have you guys on the show because I know we see each other and there's always something going on and there's someone playing and to actually like talk to someone one-on-one or th- one-on-two or I don't know. I know. I know no, that sounds, so can mean things. a lot of things in San Francisco, but uh, it's, it's great and it's cool to see kind of your artistic, you know, song or, you know, art creative process and um i feel like with every art form there's some sort of sophistication to it no matter what it is like in jazz like you're talking about jazz being a painter being a improv um singer songwriter beatboxer and you know these things are obviously like there's a different type of sophistication in everything but when we're talking about it, i almost feel like you know, life is an art form in itself and it's just, yeah, I mean, when you're talking about that 102-year-old, I'm like, oh my gosh, like, this this 102-year-old we're talking about, like, this is recorded. And, like, <laughs> 10 years from now, we could listen to that, that 102-year-old. I know. Yeah. Lady will be 112. That's with though. art. You know, art in general, it's like you create something and it's there, you know, and you create it. And I don't know. Maybe I'm getting too philosophical over here. but Oh, man. It sounds like. Tattoos. <laughs> yeah, tattoos. Yeah. Permanence, you know, storytelling. It's so interesting, too, because the whole thing with tattoos, you know, because back in the day, like back then, and, you know, when your contact, what's her name? or Dorothy. Dorothy. Oh, my gosh. Now I, I feel know. like I'm in The Wizard of Oz. I know. She yes. loves the Oz books, too. She uh, really does. Yeah, so, like, being, like, in her and her, um, her life and 
being in San Francisco in 1918 and growing up in the the roaring 20s, here we are again, 100 years later. Well, she, um, the crazy thing, yeah, is that she uh, was showing me pictures of her house. She lived on Arguello and Lake in the 30s. And I was seeing this picture of her house and it looks the same. It, it like one like it looks the same as the houses that we have now in like in the Richmond and it, and it's like that is such a testament to like you know everything's changing and I think we all try to like fight that change but like there are some things that are are lasting if we take care of them and this city's like definitely gone through I mean I've been here for almost five years and even I've seen like such like a rapid change but there are those like few like very precious things that stay the same um, which I think are really important to like capture. Because that's what you get, like with radio or, or um, music or art, like that's like a little piece of time, um, which I think is really cool. <laughs> yeah. Word. Yeah, I am. I get obsessed. Yeah, I'm sure I could see that you guys do too. Yeah, I mean, I'm just like totally like in this this creative candy time capsule or something. <laughs> I just creative can't, t- candy time capsule. I can't get out of it. Um, but it's just like. Growing up in the roaring 20s, like back in the 20s with tattoos, because you're talking about tattoos, but like back in the 20s, people that had tattoos were in prison. They're like bad. You know, they're killing like murderers and stuff. And so back then to have like a tattoo back then was like, oh, this person like spent some time. And now it's not. It's not that. But I mean, but somebody that was born in 1918 might feel differently about, you know, tattoos. I look, yeah, wow, got some good, nice piece there, yeah. yeah. And um, yeah. So that's that's what it is. My um, my actual grandmother, my grandma's brother. So I guess my great uncle, um, he actually killed someone. Um, damn, bro. Yeah, he was a horrible drunk. That's why J W Blunt. I'm trying to get away from the whole alcohol thing, you know. Alcoholism, you know, and it's all self-medication for something else, but he got really drunk and... You're talking to the right person here. Yeah, that's great. Everyone out there, too. You're not alone. Yeah. You're everyone self-medicating. It's like whether it be drinking or a little bit of that sugar on the weekend. um, My parents met in AA, actually, and I've been in AA like this past year. I've been like in and out of, you know, trying to get sober, trying to keep my head straight and... um, I think it's definitely something that isn't talked about, especially in like this culture and like being young and like not drinking. It's like, oh, why aren't you drinking? And it's like, oh, you know, that shit just doesn't work for me. Yeah. And that's okay. You know, there are other ways like music or like taking a fucking walk where I can like get out of my <laughs> head that doesn't have to do with like a substance. Yeah. Anyway. No, I just, and to see that, I mean, it's all genetic too. I mean, like a lot of it is genetic. I'm not a doctor i'm not a scientist or anything but candy man yeah like so much candy there's sugar-free candy out there too but um do you have any candy on you like right now i do yeah i got some lollipops you guys would like some oh hell yeah yeah so so basically you know with the whole thing with my my uncle and you know he had told this guy he was at a bar in martinez in the east bay and he had told this guy at the bar he had said, if you're still here when I'm back, I'm going to kill you. He went back to his place in Pittsburgh Bay Point, grabbed his gun, went back, and um, the guy was still there, so he blew his head off. Oh, my God. Yeah, in 1952, oh. spent the rest of his life in San Quentin. Man of his word. Where he became an artist. 
So we started painting. So if you go up to San Quentin, um, gosh, it's beautiful, Marin County. Gosh, um, no problem. Um, so if you go up to Marin County, yeah, it's, it's beautiful. And so you, you spent the rest of, rest of his life in prison painting. You became an artist. And so it was strange for me being a kid, seeing all these pictures up all over the place. And it was hard to believe that somebody that was that talented of an artist could be a murderer, you know, and could be, um, people are multifaceted, man. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, so what it was, my, uh, my dad, I know you said your parents met in AA. Um, my dad actually got a DUI when he was 21 and, um, because of my past family experience of, you know, someone spending their whole life in, in prison, um, he stopped drinking when he was 21 and he hasn't had a drink since and he's 50 50 going to be 58 years old this year which is nuts to think about going that long like i was i was in a long term thing you know i don't want to get too crazy and i think that maybe my partner you know maybe had a little bit of a you know Everyone has a little bit of a drinking problem, right? I'm not trying to like back into a corner, but it's like, you know, when you had a little bit too much or whatnot. And, um, I don't know. I just thought that if you had a drinking problem, you just quit and you don't drink anymore. Cause that, that was the way my dad, you know, my dad just, I was raised in a dry home. So for me, it was just kind of like, yeah, I was too. Yeah. Yeah. So it's really interesting. I feel like a lot of people could relate to that. That's such a huge thing. And you're um, right. I don't think people talk about it enough. We have a song. <laughs> yes. I want to get really, really high. Um, that is kind of about, yeah, my experience with, you know, wanting to get fucked up, but knowing that, you know, maybe that's not the right, uh, the right thing for me <laughs> at this point in my life. Woo! 
Thank you. I I don't know. Even if you don't smoke weed, I think you want to get high right now. I mean, <laughs> like after that song, it's just like it's chill. I could yeah, there's I see so much crossover. It almost feels like a kind of jazzy tune. Like there's some jazziness to it and to to mix that in with some realness. I mean, not saying that jazz isn't real, but like it's got this <laughs> this cool like infusion. Some shade, it's like this, one baby. This jazzy pothead fusion. Jazzy pothead fusion. Yeah, that's pizza dumpster, all right. Yeah, gosh. Don't put me in a box. No, I'm just joking. But actually, <laughs> um, going back to jazz again, um, a lot of people have this like really sort of limited perception, I think, of it. Um, I used to play a lot of gigs with a saxophone player who had some really strong opinions about jazz. And all he said is that it um, it's just like a really general term for like exploratory music in any direction so there's no it's like it's not just swing and latin um it's not just uh crazy chord extensions it's just anything that you're trying to do something new with that's um doesn't fit into other stuff so it's jazz it's free yeah i just you know i feel like that's what it is it's like a creation and then you have to call it something but um with um yeah, I know with jazz, gosh, I don't know. It's just, uh, just for example, I feel like, you know, I'm talking about more mainstream, something more mainstream that was like Michael Jackson. Michael mm. Jackson has that song, I Want to Rock With You. Oh, yeah. I want to rock with you. Oh. And Tell him so JW. It's an R&B song. So he, he's saying, I want to rock with you, but he's playing a hip hop song. But he's saying, I want to rock with you. But it's, it's hip. It's it's the king of pop. He's, hey dude, yeah, rock is a verb, man. Yeah, so I feel like that's kind of a that's a, like a crossover. Maybe I don't know. I'd be curious if people think out there, but I um, yeah, I could see that, and I could I could feel it too, you know. Yeah, yeah. I mean the um, I know Sinatra is another like more of like a pop no. phenomenon back in that time yeah i feel like sinatra is definitely more of like a personality than anything um this is probably just like my own pickiness but i don't like to refer to him as a jazz singer oh no yeah no true i mean from there's a lot of jazz musicians that i've met and they don't they don't yeah i don't know but, why I mean, but, it's all good it's whatever yeah i wonder what you know because it was the same back then you know I get no kick from champagne. Like, to say that back then was probably, like, kind of gutsy, I think. Oh, totally. Dude, speaking of gutsy old shit, um, Mr. Andrew, who just played that show uh, recently, yesterday, mm -hmm. um, and who's also playing with us February 1st at the Lucky Horseshoe in Bernal, hmm, um, he posted this track on Instagram um, by this guy, Buddy Knox. It's Buddy Knox with a K-N-O-X. Um, it, I think it must have been from like the 40s or something, but it's literally just called I Want to Kill Myself. And like it put you put it on and it's just the fucking like happiest sounding song. But then he's just talking about some real ass situations and he's like, nah, man, I kind of want to kill myself. And that was I can't imagine what that would have been like to walk out of that recording studio or whatever or just like play that at a club at that time with 102 year old people, people that are now 102 years old. Um yeah. 
How's Palsy? Yeah, no, I, I just, uh, I think a lot of it too, you know, with the, the song and the, the name of the song, if the listener didn't know the name of the song, would it be different? <laughs> totally. Yeah, yeah, no, you can, you can frame your shit any, any way you want. So I think they just wanted the shock factor. So like, I don't know, just, I don't know why, I guess I'm not normally a pop guy, but I just feel like people could relate the more people out there listening to pop it's like if the song was called the lights are out or with the lights out would it have been the same if it wasn't called the song wasn't called smells like teen spirit if it was called something different like the feeling of the song i feel like a lot of it you know depending on how you're listening to it if you see the name of the song first or that 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 contrast with it that's almost an art in itself too yeah, it can be. Huh. Huh. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. What is the strangest name for a song that you guys have? Uh, uh, I, I don't know. Strange is kind of a funny word in and of itself, man. Like, I feel yeah. like we, we tend to go for weird shit. So it's just weird. like weird among like, weird. Or bizarre. So. I'm trying to Ooh, think. Bizarre. Bizarrely 21st in California. <laughs> yeah. I'm trying to think because I don't really name things. I'm really, I have like a hundred, I have like over 900 voice recordings on my phone that are unnamed. It's pretty bad. Um, yeah, probably new recording 922 would probably be the weirdest name for a song. Yeah. You know, what's really funny though, too, I feel like what we were talking about when you're, when you're making up these lyrics kind of on the spot, really improvising that sometimes the, the song title kind of is like that too. It just, Mm makes itself like yeah. um was it led zeppelin's black dog they had a dog a black dog in the studio oh yeah yeah, yeah <laughs> and he's yeah. like why is this song called this and there's like we can do an improv right now if you want to name it i would love to okay yeah, yeah let's do that that's so fun Watch the way you're looking at me Watch it, watch Watch it it. And if you're gonna run at me that way I I don't wanna hear it any other From any other person in the room Person in the room Watch it Watch it, watch yourself And if you're gonna run at me Looking like that You better, you better watch yourself You better watch yourself Watch yourself You better watch yourself And if you're gonna run my way shit's gonna follow you home Woo! thank you 
That was improvised. Yes. That's so cool. I don't know. I I kind of had an idea, um, you know, because that is the most, the funnest thing for me. And I'd be curious, you know, to get your, your guys' opinion is, um, <laughs> is that it's the funnest thing for me is to create new material. So I feel like the stuff that I wrote last week is boring now mm-hmm. but to create new stuff yeah i mean you guys literally just made that up on the spot here that's incredible that's so fun i actually that was funny because the first time i had pam on the show <clears throat> oh no i not pam pam had me on the show and so she's the she runs this place so she's yeah. the boss i know you guys just Hell met yeah. her um shout out pam yeah pam benjamin she's a savage yeah so what was interesting about it was we were talking about like stuff happening in San Francisco and she's like, you should write a song about it. And then I just jumped into something and made up a song about it on the spot. And I think, you know, like I said, like we were talking about before that song is that like a lot of it, um, there's a lot of crossover. So I feel like with comedy and with music and with art and with anything else, like there's so much crossover, you know? Yeah, I, I would hope so, man. Yeah. I don't want to be like all just one thing all the time. Uh. I think what helps me most when we're improvising like that is if I'm in a bad mood. And I'm not in a bad mood now, but I have been in a bad mood the past couple of days. So it's been good for that cathartic. Well, you look nice. Word. Thank you. I showered today. You're welcome. <laughs> you look so friendly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I like to hear. Oh, wow. (laughs) Anyways, yeah, so, um, yeah, creating, creating art and just letting it, it's like creating itself right in front of us, live. (laughs) J.W. Blunt. (laughs) J.W. Blunt. So I feel like that's, that's what's, what's interesting is like, I feel like I have... And you guys too, and people listening in, it's like you have these different identities. Like, how do you explain who somebody is in one word? You could just say, oh yeah, you know, May and Chris. I mean, all you, you guys are just musicians. And I feel like, no, you're not. I mean, like there's so, you guys are multifunctional people. So to just say that you're a musician, um, you know, I feel like that's, yeah, I mean, I think it's like that's a functional term for us. Yeah, like, I kind of like that now. Really. Yeah, I mean, you don't want to think about it too much. It's just, oh, um, yeah. I, I think that it's it's good to have that so you can just kind of be like, hey, musicians, and go, and then just kind of realize that people are just people, and yeah, um, I don't know. I guess I can talk about. Um, this weird phenomenon that I've experienced, um, having been able to do art, uh, more or less full time at different points in my life. But I feel like when I'm not actually working, um, that much, then I, I become like, I don't know, like less of a person. Um, like I'll just try to like work on something and find I don't have any like shit that I care to write about. Cause all I'm doing is like chilling, which maybe chilling's deep too. But like, um, I do think it is important to kind of go out in the world experience things and cross paths with people otherwise you're just kind of um in a room 
um, not rearranging things and being really depressed. <laughs> so Gosh. there you go. So musicians. Yeah. Have you ever done the art thing full time? No, I haven't. Um, and actually it was something that I didn't do for a long time. And then I met Chris and this year or last year, I was really, I think more so than ever, like got pushed into doing it more like playing shows live and like putting myself out there. I don't have any social media or anything like that. So that's like an aspect of it that I feel like today is really, uh, I guess you'd say important to have, but for me, it's not really like my intention when making things. And so like, I've just been like really getting into this place where it's like I can make space to just like jam for like two hours or whatever like an hour every day like that's like my hope I just it's like I said before like it's like my therapy so if I don't do it for too long I get a little crazy but um, quick plug on the social media though you can follow us on Instagram at official sfpd doc, uh, it's <laughs> official sfpd uh, because we are the official San Francisco pizza dumpster um official sfpd pd bank um yeah you can find us there chris runs our instagram it's, it's great it's popping. <gasps> we it's mostly just post field medic covers because we love that guy i i remember the first time and i didn't realize what i was walking into it was at the swedish uh music hall Ooh. On um, Market was that Street. That, that show with Mr. Andrew, too? Yeah. Dude, that was a sick show. He had that beatbox. That was so cool. I love yeah. to see crossover. I mean, that's where I just, when I go and I see, like, a, a, a performer or artist, like, and I see and I feel the crossover, there's all this different things, like, happening all at once. I feel like that's what rock and roll was. It was something that was just thrown together. It was just invented, and then it all became theory later. But I feel like with with Field Medic and what he's doing, shout out to Field Medic, and, um, and is 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 original. You Can know? we do a Field Medic cover? Yeah, no, totally. Yeah. All right, we're gonna do a Field Medic <clears throat> cover. Um, this is Powerful Love. Shouts out to Field Medic. I've got a headache. But I'm glad that you stayed up late I think I love you from all the way across the state Just let me hold you in Leave a kiss can make a change <laughs> I got this next part. I stayed up drinking with crowd singing about his Hannah dear. But it was you that I was thinking of as I played banjo in that rickety chair. That beer called Bexit reminds me of a haku I wrote. And it goes, my beverage of choice clearly resembles the face of a powerful love. You are the face of 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 a powerful love You are the face of You are the face of a powerful love you are the face of you are the face of a powerful love you are the face of you are the 
Wow. Field medic. Yeah, so it was um it was really cool, you know. That's awesome that you guys just covered that. Um <clears throat> that when Field Medic, I don't even know his real name. I doubt his name is real. Kevin. Kevin. Um, is that he was talking about Mr. Andrews. And Shout out to Mr. Andrew. Yeah, it's just so Official SF Poet Laureate. There we go. Nice. Um, he was, uh, they were talking about kind of them being in a band together. Renton Tiger, baby. That's, That's right. SF history right there. Yeah. It was like, it was this intimate thing yeah i would swedish american or is it swedish american yeah a music hall there's something about that venue i would love to play there you guys that'd be good for you guys too it's fucking huge we'd be shaking in our boots (laughs) yeah i'd be sweating a lot yeah Uh, i mean sure cool 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 yeah so i mean you're we're talking about just being a full-time artist like i wonder how many of these artists are actually full-time artists um i tried out being an artist full-time i had uh, converted this garage into a mobile recording st- or not a mobile recording that was later um recorded or turned it into a recording studio and i was living in it and recording music for bands and damn bro Wait, and what stretch of years was this you know what it was for me is what i found is that like like we were just talking about the funnest thing for me is creating new material and I do enjoy recording um, and recording other bands. That was something I really enjoyed, but there was, it was almost like too, it was almost like too much of it or something. It's like mixing your passion and what you do for a living. Sometimes there's this thing. So I became a candy man and I felt (laughs) like what with that, I felt like it was a career that didn't um, affect my artistic integrity that's chill, dude. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, now, a lot of people get fucked up on that, but, um, yeah, Candyman, man. Yeah. <laughs> what do you do for di- your day job? Oh, um, you probably have a couple I mean, like, of you yeah, in San Francisco. A couple of them. <laughs> um, I run errands for old people. I make coffee at Bazaar Cafe, 21st in California, baby, Thursday night open mic. And I also, um, <laughs> just started a job actually not too far from here. Um, work in reception for a massage studio. Oh yes. Yeah, dude. Get on get on that wellness. Um, I also make coffee at Bazaar Cafe and I am a caretaker for old people and a babysitter for children and I go to school. So just kinda all over the place. Are you looking to make, pick up more ba- or babysitting jobs or Yeah. Really? Yeah, so you got that? I run a ring in the Richmond. Yeah, so <laughs> you're in the Richmond syndicate. you need a babysitter? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, gosh, babysitting. I knew somebody that had a cat sitter. I was just trying to figure out, like... I'm also a cat sitter. Cat sitter? Yeah. Everybody needs a cat sitter? Yeah. I'll sit I, your do cat. You do, do you I, do was, I was a dog walker in a, in a past life, but I'm not about it anymore. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so you guys are playing at the Lucky Horseshoe. We're playing at the Lucky Horseshoe. Was it February 1st? February 1st. That's going to be really fun. Uh, official... Uh, was it SFPD official SFPD uh, for Instagram is that's official San Francisco pizza dumpster that's what it stands for official SFPD yeah gosh that's fun you can add us all you want 
Uh, should yeah. we play it out with one more song? Yeah, no. So we are winding down the show here at Muni Radio, the JW Mega Wig Show. Um, we are going to close it out with one song. You can find uh, Pizza Dumpster on Instagram, um, official SFPD. And yeah, we are live. This one's called Messy. All my friends are terrified of the darker parts of their apartments. I don't know why I even tried. If you'll bring the bottles, I'll bring my body. I promise I won't be messy. I promise I won't be, I promise I won't be All my friends are terrified of the darker parts of their apartments uh, I don't know It was phenomenal having you guys on the show today, or tonight. Thanks for having us, JW. Thank you so much. That's so sick. It was really fun. And you guys are actually the first show that I've done where we have the Mutiny Radio app. So people could actually stream this like live on this app on their phone. Wow. Walking down in the mission. Or right, maybe walking down in the Castro. Hell yeah. Or in the Richmond. It. Richmond, Richmond, 21st, Richmond. California. Awesome. All right. Well, see you on February 1st. Yeah, thanks so much. Thank you, thank you. Thank you, thank you.
I can get people to listen to my jokes. And they'll even say nice things to you before they tell you how to get improvements. No way. What is this dang nabbit thing called? It's Joke Workshop. Joke Workshop? Yep, every Monday, 6 to 8 p.m. on the Mutant Radius. So you're saying I could tell my jokes every Monday from 6 to 8? That's what I'm saying. It's the Joke Workshop Mondays, 6 to 8 p.m. at the Mutant Radius. Yahoo! <laughs> Hungry for a burger? Mutiny Radio thinks you'll find the best burger in San Francisco at Counteroffer, located inside Bender's Bar and Grill. Counteroffer's menu aims to please your drunk face. Tater tots are served daily. On Tuesday nights, Counteroffer serves specials off the Taco Bell menu, only better. You can enjoy your favorite Taco Bell item without the guilt. Counteroffer uses only fresh ingredients and never store-bought shit. Special ingredients are made from scratch daily, including beans, ketchup, mustard, habanero sauce, and ranch dressing. Counteroffer even serves vegan mac and cheese. All of this great food is served 2 p.m. to 10 p.m. daily and until 11 p.m. on Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. Counteroffer is located inside Bender's Bar and Grill at 806 South Venice. Be sure to tell them Mutiny sent you. Counteroffer, baby. Are you tired of swimming through a sea of podcasts? Are ye on a raft without a patter? Well, gather around me, sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of MutinyRadio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ-friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk, MutinyRadio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit-faced McRat. <laughs> Subliminal SF visual and auditory mind control brings you the best coolest t-shirt and hoodie designs and mind-bending local bands and shows at venues all over San Francisco and the Bay Area. Subliminal SF is here to destroy your sense of normalcy and plant ideas in your skull to make you cooler and a more awesome person. Check out all the badass products at subliminalsf.myshopify.com That's subliminalsf myshopify.com and experience subliminal SF. Tired of paying too much for your internet? Contracts and hidden fees got you down? Tired of supporting the same big cable companies that lobby against a free and open internet? Get monkey brains! 
Monkey Brains is a local internet provider who doesn't sell your data, bind you down with contracts, or trick you with hidden monthly fees. We're honest, local, and 100% net neutral. Residential internet for only $35 a month, business packages starting at $75 a month. Go to monkeybrains.net and sign up today. Asiento, take a seat at Asiento on 21st and Bryant. Meet friends for a drink, have delicious tapas and a relaxed community atmosphere. Asiento, honestly, is a wonderful place. They have incredible bartenders and board games all over the walls. Trivia on Mondays, Taco Tuesdays, First Wednesday, live jazz, live DJs Thursday, parties. The food is darn good special happy hour prices all night long with your mutiny radio comedy festival ticket march 1st through 5th check out the schedule at www.asientosf.com come take a seat i had a date there and it did not go well but it wasn't the fault of the place they're very nice asiento El Rio began her life in 1978 as a leather Brazilian gay bar. We are an LGBTQ plus space who is welcoming to all good people. We actively invest in communities to promote social change. We actively invest in our local arts and music scene to give space for artists. We actively pursue underserved communities in the use of our space. We are an awesome supporter of the 5th Annual Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival, hosting an incredible offside show. Wednesday, March 4th, 9 to 11 p.m. with LGBTQ plus and allied comics. So come out to 3158 Mission Street at Cesar Chavez, San Francisco. It's open every day at 2 p.m. with an incredible back patio. El Rio is your dive. It's Bug Out Square. It's, uh, well, it's, it's Tuesday morning. It's not Tuesday evening. But uh, it's uh, New Year's Eve and uh, got some big plans. Uh, partner got uh, some tickets to a uh, thing. Have you seen that vigilante man? Have you seen that vigilante man? Have you seen that vigilante man I've been hearing his name all over the land yeah this week on Bug Out Square you know like uh, well, a lot of people are doing it's the, the uh, end of the year last show of the year and uh, last show of the decade does that mean much I'm not sure but um uh, I got some good records, and I'm going to try to get back to um, this uh, this year of uh, contributors. So uh, we'll see. Sometimes when I go far back, uh, things are have become derelict, but we'll uh, we'll see how that works out. So thanks for doing what you got to do to do. This is Bug Out Square, and uh, uh, 
you know, it should be good. Chased us out in the rain Was that a vigilante man Stormy days we'd pass the time away Sleeping in some good warm place Man come along and we give him a little race Was that a vigilante man Preacher Casey was just a working man And he said, unite all you working men Killed him in the river Some strange man was that A vigilante man Vigilante man Why does a vigilante man Carry that sawed off Shotgun in his hand Would he shoot his brother and sister down I rambled around from town to town I rambled around from town to town and they herded us around like a wild herd of cattle Was that the vigilante men? Have you seen that vigilante man? Have you seen that vigilante man? I've heard his name all over the land
sun was shining, I was laying in bed, wondering if she'd change it all, if her hair was still red. Her folks, they said our lives together, sure was gonna be rough. They never did like mama's homemade dress, papa's bankbook wasn't big enough. And I was standing on the side of the road, rain falling on my shoes, heading out for the east coast, Lord knows I paid some dues, getting through. Place and I stopped in for a beer. 
horses on a big jet plane Never let them tell you that we're all the same Oh, the sea was red and the sky was gray What it had tomorrow Tremble and shake, the children of the sun begin to wait. Watch out. Baby, go. 
standing at the station, listening at that whistle blow.
It's your boy Sifo here, here to let you know that the 5th Annual Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival is March 1st through 7th. 2020 with special podcasts and comedy shows 10 a.m. to 10 p.m. all week. Get your tickets now on Eventbrite. Just search Mutiny Radio and get ready for 76 comics from all over the U.S. coming for 66 programs in seven days all here at 2781 21st Street in the heart of the mission. Or if you can't be with us, listen live or podcast from anywhere in the world at www.mutinyradio.fm Join us March 1st to 7th for these amazing events. What kind of a future? Law Tigers, we fight for motorcyclists. We're not just motorcycle lawyers, we're part of the riding community. Law Tigers watches over riders. If you're injured in a motorcycle accident, we'll help you get your motorcycle repaired or replaced and assist you with your damaged gear too. We're by your side every step of the way. With the Law Tigers, you never ride alone. If you're injured in a motorcycle accident, call 1-800-LAW-TIGERS or visit us on the web at lawtigers.com. The Law Tigers, California's motorcycle lawyer. Victor Harris, Harris Law Firm, LLP, 180 Permanent Circle, Suite 300, Sacramento, California, 95834. San Francisco Mutiny Radio San Francisco Mutiny Radio Listen to live streaming radio Or download a podcast And you can listen on the go Listen to live streaming radio Or download a podcast And you can listen on the go San Francisco Mutiny Radio San Francisco Mutiny Radio MutinyRadio.fm Why not make a donation? MutinyRadio.fm Streaming live the station MutinyRadio.fm District of the Mission MutinyRadio.fm MutinyRadio.fm Listen to live streaming radio Or download a podcast And you can listen on the go San Francisco MutinyRadio.fm Hit the donate button Stream them live Download a podcast Have some fun San Francisco Mutiny Radio San Francisco Mutiny Radio San Francisco Mutiny Radio San Francisco Mutiny Radio San Francisco Accusations, Henry. I, I find pretty hard to believe. Uh, the dude minds, man. That's why. 